Hello, and welcome to the Long Haul Trucking with George and Paul podcast. I'm George Aarons, Vice President of the ASE Education Foundation, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Paul Sagala. And I'm Paul Sagala, a Mobile Delvac CVL Application Engineer and a member of the Technology and Maintenance Council. Our next guest is Marcus Myers, Senior Director of Maintenance and Safety for Logistics Provider Golf Relay. Marcus, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. So, 29 years old. I've uh, been in the industry for right at 10 years. Uh, graduated diesel school in 2012. Um, left there. Well, actually, I started working at a local dealership uh, while I was still in school. I uh, did that for about two years. I left there and went to a local LTL company. I uh, had a phenomenal boss there, taught me a lot of the ins and out of the business. Um, and also while I was in school, I took uh, three semesters of business and accounting. So it kind of greened me for the other side of this business rather than just the mechanical. Uh, and then back in 2017, I joined Gulf Relay after uh, multiple discussions with them over about six months. Uh, they made an offer and I've been here since then. Uh, since I first came, I, I was kind of the shop manager and technician all in one. And uh, about a year after that, I took over as uh, the maintenance director. Um, and then right at a year ago, I took over uh, safety and recruiting uh, for Gulf Relay as well. So I'm over the maintenance, safety and recruiting for Gulf Relay. I primarily deal with maintenance every day. Uh, really try to let my safety and recruiting group do their own thing and uh, just be here and support them uh, as maintenance is really what I like and what I enjoy. Um, so we have 230 trucks, uh, 700 trailers. Um, when I first came here back in 2017, it's 64 and we're at 200 trailers. So we've seen uh, huge growth since then. And how many technicians are you currently employing? Uh, currently, we employ 11. Uh, we were up to 13 about three months ago, um, and we made the decision to go back down to uh, 11, which was kind of our happy number. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with uh, the amount of space that we have in our shop currently. Uh, we're in the process of adding some additional room and hopefully get up to that 13 uh, Mark, is we're planning to add an additional 30 tractors this year. Wow, that sounds like a lot of growth. So, Marcus, seeing the shortage of qualified technicians, so how has that impacted your fleet? And let's talk about a little bit before COVID and then how maybe COVID has really amplified that concern. Uh, so we've never really had but uh, two uh, what you would say experienced technicians. Um, mainly we kind of picked out from different areas. We have one guy that was changing oil at a local car dealership, another guy that graduated from a local community college with a small engine degree. Um, our shop supervisor, he, he ran a Napa store um, for 27 years and had a change of heart and came into the diesel industry and he's a shop supervisor now. Uh, so 
out of 11 technicians, we have three total that had diesel experience before coming here. Um, and we've just kind of basically trained them our way, uh, kind of gave them insight on the different ways that we like to do things and really custom tailored uh, to exactly how our fleet processes are. That's really interesting. So with that said, the other folks that you have in your fleet, how did you re recruit them? How did you find them? How did they find you? Uh, so some of them uh, I played football with. Some of them I, I raced with back when I used to race. Uh, another one uh, I worked with his dad at my previous employer, and, and he was looking to get into it. Um, and then a few, we just, we recruited, uh, they, you know, whether they were maybe working at a, a outside service provider that we use, uh, or used at one point in time or people, you know, uh, given applications, um, we, we go through a lot of applications before we ever really look at one, um, because a lot of the times hiring, somebody that's got 30 years of experience, you can't get them to change to what your fleet process may be. Uh, and it's a, it's a really difficult task whenever you have someone set in their ways. Agreed. So the only bad habits they learn are the ones you teach them, right? That's correct. So let's talk a little about, about your training and how you start them off. Do you also, do you start them all off the same or based on some previous knowledge or experience, you start them a little different? Is there, can you, can you discuss that uh, with us? Yeah. So if they're completely brand new to the industry and have no experience at all on any sort of, you know, vehicle or, or equipment, uh, then, then they're going to, you know, begin the process and entire work or, or they'll begin the process in the, in the trailer side of the business, um, you know, for a couple of weeks and, and then we'll let them get their feet wet on the tractor side. Now, now if that guy comes in, uh, with, with a year or two years of experience, then they're going to be getting a clutch job. They're going to be getting a, you know, a six pack of injectors to, to see what they got, kind of see where we're starting, what, what we have to do, where our downfall is there. Uh, you know, in the, you know, if they're able to follow the process that's uh, provided on, on what that repair may be. Um, Marcus, does, uh, does Golf Relay have any kind of a technician mentoring program where you're pairing up technicians as they're coming into your fleet? Uh, so we don't have a mentoring program. Um, basically, what we what we tend to try to do is is if one of the technicians has never done something, then we'll pair them up with one of the. I hate to use the word senior guy, but we're a young young company. One one of our guys that have been here for three years plus. Um, We'll pair them up with one of them. Like today, we're, we're putting a six-pack of injectors in a truck, and we've got a guy that recently came from a local car dealership, and he's working with one of our senior guys, kind of being shadowed uh, to, to make sure and kind of point and direct uh, on how to complete that repair. 
Um, do you look to leverage your supplier relationships uh, to train your technicians? Uh, yes. So we, we currently have uh, two dealer sponsored warranties uh, so that we're able to do our own warranty work. Of course, there's limitations on what we can and cannot do. Uh, but for us to be able to do that, we also have to meet a certain criteria on training, uh, on dealer training. Um, you, you have a certain amount of models you must complete each year to continue doing that. And uh, that, that's a vital part to, to what we do as a company because it, it keeps our downtime to very, very minimal compared to a lot. So, Marcus, this is George. Um, do you work with any of the local schools, maybe be on the advisory committee or career fairs and look at what they may be teaching and maybe draw some of your workforce from there? Uh, so I talked to the community college that I went to myself um, and I went in there with high hopes and left very upset. Uh, that this college was wanting you to basically pay a teacher's salary for that year, either uh, to to get technicians, uh, and that's not what I'm after. I'm I'm after giving back to uh, you know giving back to college to give somebody else a better chance of getting into the industry. Um, and they've recently got a new dean, and I'm hoping to go down there and speak with him again soon. If not, we'll go down to our next diesel college and see about maybe getting a program uh, kind of adjusted and, and up to date because a lot of them we see they're they're behind a little bit they're they're not into the after treatment SCR world quite yet uh, nor the you know automatic manual transmission when you're looking for an entry level individual what specific things are you looking for in your organization to be able to move somebody uh, so, so your entry level guy is basically all you want them to be able to do is change brakes, wheel seals, uh, AC, uh, preventive maintenance, and, and some light electrical. Um, you, you know, if, if you can get that from an entry level guy, you've really got something. And then it's up to you to make them what you need them to be. Excellent. Excellent. And for other folks out there like yourself, that's uh, 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 not a very large fleet, but a growing fleet. What advice do you have to them about, first of all, looking for technicians, but more than anything else, clearly you've been successful in retention of those individuals. What advice would you have? Um, my advice is, and it's something that that's kind of been our motto is fix it like new. Uh, you see a lot of companies our size trying to patch the trucks together to get by. Uh, give your technicians ownership. You know, get, give them give them pride of that truck when they pass it going down the interstate. You know, hey, I worked on that. Um, you know, being being able to own your job kind of puts you on a different level than your job owning you, and that that's something that we talk about quite often, and, and we speak a lot of. Is you know have pride in what you do. Um, we we kind of got a close tight knit group here. Uh, we're we're all kind of like family. We cook out uh, once twice a month. We all you know grill out during lunch and, and just just bond. And, and you know it's 
sometimes it's hectic around here and we don't have time to even talk to each other. And just knowing that that, that person that's working inside you has your back uh, means a lot, you know, to everyone around you. Hey, Marcus, this is Paul. You talked about, you know, um, that you were trained as a, as a diesel technician. Do you feel that when you came out of school, you were kind of ready to hit the ground running with what you learned? Uh, so I, I kind of went in school already having a fairly deep background in mechanics. Um, so I learned some basics, I, I guess you could say. Um, but it, it's just that it's basics. Um, the, the, one of the worst things I did was, was go to a, a large place locally that was real nice looking on the outside, but you get in there and you work 28 hours a week. Um, you, you don't work enough to, to learn anything and I almost left the industry. Um, when, when I took that job, I almost left the industry because you can't live off of 28 hours a week making making such low money as an entry-level technician. Um, but prepared, I was prepared to do basic uh, PM services, uh, some brake diagnostic, HVAC, uh, those sorts of things. I was prepared for that coming out of college. Marcus, can we go back to this family uh, piece that you said that's that's huge, especially with this generation. Can you talk about what your company does on these activities that you're talking about to build that family bond with everybody in your organization? Uh, so everybody from from the truck, you know, our, our drivers that you know keep our business going, uh, all the way down to our technicians to the owner. Uh, we're, we're on a personal level. Um, our owner has an open door. Um, everyone has his phone number. If you need something, he's always there for us. Uh, very seldom do they have to speak with him because we take care of our, you know, we take care of our own things uh, there inside of the shop. Um, but, you know, being able to, to cook, um, we'll, we'll do something once a quarter. Whoever has the most training, uh, completes the most training modules. We'll get a $250 or $500 Visa gift card. Um, we love competition. Uh, er every one of us played sports and we, and we still love having a competition there. Um, every week we post, um, our pro productivity numbers. Uh, and that that really creates competition. So you, we have a little fun as well, um, and, and it, it kind of has that that family feel of competition. You know, football at the barbecue uh, kind of feel. Uh, so they really enjoy it, and, and as long as they're happy and, and we're putting out the work, uh, I, I can't really complain of anything. And, and let's be honest, a $250 or $500 gift card is nothing compared to what you're saving in retention and not having to recruit or rehire or retrain. And like you said, uh, the competition uh, gets people excited. And, you know, uh, anything else that you guys do that would uh, that drives this family value piece because 
I talk about it, Paul and I have talked about it a lot. It's what really drives this generation. You know what I mean? Want to be part of something. And when you're going to spend eight hours a day minimum with a group of folks, you kind of want to like them, don't you? Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, this industry is kind of the technician side is kind of sort of getting like the driver's side. Um, everyone's going after that highest paying dollar, um, you know, and I know we're talking about technicians here, but we'll, we'll speak about trucks because without the trucks, we don't need technicians. Um, everybody's after that highest cent per mile. They, they don't think that, hey, I make 65 cents and I run a thousand miles. Okay, well, they're not making any money. Um, here, you know, we, we, pay less than that but hey we've got plenty of miles for you to make more money and and i kind of compare that with our technicians as well uh because I, I tell all of them it's a lot like the oil field it's up to you on how much money you want um you, you know here's your here here's your hourly pay but if you get to 50 55 hours this week guess what you have 15 hours of time and a half pay um, so, and we don't, of course we do have a limit, uh, but, but if we've got the work there, they're welcome to work Saturday, Sunday, if desired, um, you know, that, that way, if they have something going on at home that they need to make some extra money going that vacation, they can come in there and speak with me or they can speak to my shop supervisor and we're going to tell them, okay, well, Hey, you can work till seven o'clock every night this week you know, that way that you have your extra money to enjoy your vacation. Um, and, and that's going to give you, you're going to earn a lot of respect from that. And they're also going to pay you back for that when you're in a, when you're in a tight spot and you need Great. some help. It definitely sounds like, you know, you're uh, keeping the fleet in, in good condition um, as well as, uh, you know, making them look good out of there on the road uh, starts from the bottom up and the, and the top down for sure. So Marcus, we uh, really appreciate you taking time to uh, talk to George and I, and uh, it was really good to get some perspective uh, from your operation and your involvement uh, with the, uh, with qualified technicians. Thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. If you'd like to find out more about the things we discuss in this segment, you can find additional information on the Long Hauls homepage.